to I Love That For You, the podcast that celebrates the late bloomers and trailblazers of all walks of life. I'm Kelly. And I'm Red. And on today's Tuesday Tea. It's Tuesday Tea with Lee, Scott, famous actor, all the way from Australia. Thank you, Lee, for making the time. I don't know how you did it. Thank you. Thank you. Well, Kelly, (laughs) all the way from Australia, um, I moved to America 10 years ago. I'm within 15 minutes driving distance. Yeah, I know. We're neighbors. We're literally neighbors and I never see you except on the picket line, which now that's over. Here we are. How are you, Lee? I'm I'm well. For those who can't see, it looks like you and I have coordinated today. Yes, I know. We both somehow went with the green. And Kelly... Not so much. No. She was wearing green, but then the accent started and suddenly she was removing clothes. Had to change. Always. 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 So we're going to do our James Lipton inside the actor studio. We're going to ask you some questions. So Lee Scott, famous actor. Welcome to Tuesday Tea Time with Lee. The first question (laughs) is, what is your favorite word? My favorite word, oh, there's so many wonderful words. I like uh, bamboozled, I like fuss budget. I think my I think my favorite word though, like that you actually use, because I don't know how many people use fuss, fuss budget. Well, I do. Yeah, but... I was about to say, I'm not even familiar. Oh, it's, it's an English term for like, oh, someone who's pottering around and very nosy and sort of just can't sit still. Right. I think my, my favorite word um, that I actually use uh, would be wank stain. What is it? Oh. God, this wank stain cut me off in traffic today. It's a—it's like a, an asshole, um, a butthead, a jerk, an idiot. Wank stain? I feel like I know a few of them. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> is this considered more of a curse word? Because that was going to be my question. If What is your favorite curse word? My favorite curse word is the C word, but you say it in Australia all the time. And if you say it in America, you'll be punched in the face. But in, in Australia, you sort of use it so often to describe a friend. Like, he's such mm-hmm. a dumb C word. And then <laughs> when you're saying something negative about someone, you call them friend or mate. Oh. So that's what you call me. Yeah, yeah one of my besties. Got exactly. it. Okay, it's all nice. adding up now. Got it. Then what is your favorite sound? My favorite sound. I like an emphasized drop of water onto a larger plane of water, that sort of poppy mm. sound. But I also like the word of a good echoey fart. I think nothing is as good as a good echoing fart. People like it. People are like, oh, that's disgusting. But you laugh at a fart. A fart's in a... Well, again, speaking of versatility, there's so many different kinds of farts, but a nice, like, echoey one, like, really, like, a trumpet is beautiful. I agree, yeah. totally. Good one. It's just so comical. I love it. Or, you know, an early morning spot. You're laying in bed, you just hold up one of your legs and just... The first Release. part of the day. Is there anything like it? Yeah. But this is completely unrelated because you may have okay. lost your appetite uh, after yeah. saying that. But what is your favorite food? And it could be even like... A snack, breakfast food, or even meal of the day. What comes to mind when you hear well, my, favorite? Well, foods? my favorite meal is breakfast. I think every meal should be. I'm very Leslie Agreed. Nope in that regard. I love. Mm. I love breakfast. I think it's great. I hold very close to my heart the Australian pub classic Schnitty and Chips, which is a chicken schnitzel, which is of German oh. origin. It's just a chicken breast, like punched down, like battered, and then mm-hmm. or crumbed, and then shallow fried, and it's just a big giant chicken nugget with fries and salads, and it's a very, like, it's a very Australian pub standard. So with that, have you been able to find that anywhere in the U.S.? 
Well, the most, the closest thing, and I, I suppose it is when people have a chicken parmigiana. It's that、mm-hmm. chicken, except with none of the cheese and the sauce. It's just like the the chicken on the breaded that's, chicken. That's what、yeah. it is. But、uh, I can't find it at any pub over here or any anywhere. There's no God. I miss a pub. But during the pandemic, I couldn't go home, and so I spent Christmas with some, funnily enough, American Jewish people, and、ah. we do not celebrate Christmas、um, or、uh, Australian Christmas. So what I did was give them some Australian traditions and some Christmas traditions. I pretty much forced it upon them. <laughs> um, and so we had schnitty and chips and salad for lunch and potato bake, which is like my mum would make every Christmas, just like the most unhealthy, like thinly sliced potato stacked on top of each other with cream and cheese and bacon and chives and chucked in the oven. We're a healthy folk. Recipe of that? Yeah, <laughs> send us the recipe. Is that your favorite place to visit? Is- Well, yes, it is. It's my favorite place to visit, but my favorite place to go on a holiday is Scotland. I went to Scotland once, and I would、mm. move there tomorrow. I think it's the most beautiful place in the whole wide world. I've never seen. I don't know. I just got my ancestry test done, ancestry DNA, and I I have the results. They're processing it now. I'll have the results in a couple of weeks. But I think I must be Scottish because I got out of the tour bus. I had to push people out of the way to get out of the tour bus, and I saw the Scottish Highlands, and I just wept. I don't know what、wow. happened inside. Like other bodily functions, we've already discussed. Sometimes it's involuntary. You can't really. It's just something that happens. Yes. Yeah. It was just like primal. For I was like, am I? Oh, my sex when I form was beautiful. So I'm gonna find out because I'm I'm adopted. I have no idea、uh, where these genes go or how bald I'm gonna get. So、That's、I think、right. this ancestry thing will、yeah. weirdly relate to the when something you have an experience and something just I hear, heard Ukrainian singing for the first time. I'm Ukrainian and. When I heard it, I just started automatically like crying,、oh. and I couldn't figure out why. Bizarre that something you've never experienced will just have that punch in the face, guttural reaction from you. You never anticipated、yeah. it, just sort of. No, which is、like、great, you know,、yeah. to because you're in a room full of other people, or you're on a bus full of other people, and you're just、yeah. standing there and just crying. You're like, I have no explanation for this. I don't know what's happening. Maybe I'm pregnant. Yep, <laughs> that's what it was. What is your favorite quote? I have three. One is. Something that that always pops in my head whenever anyone says the difference between, and they they explain the difference between Coke and Pepsi, whatever they're saying the difference between. My brain, I can't help it. I was, I love the musical Into the Woods. I was in Into the Woods when I was younger. I played the narrator. It was a lovely time. And there is a, a quote in Into the Woods、uh, by Jack, and he says, "The difference between a cow and a bean is a bean can begin an adventure." And whenever anyone says, "Well, the difference between actually a leftist and rightist is," and I'm like, "A cow and a bean is a bean can begin an adventure." I sound like a psychopath by muttering Into the Woods lyrics to myself. That's one of my favorite quotes. Another one of my favorite quotes is by Steve Martin. This is in regards to work. He says, "Be so good they can't ignore you." And I think that's that's just lovely. And whenever he decides to be、uh, good, he should let people know.、Um, I'm, we're still waiting. Yeah. yeah. And the、uh, I hope he hears it and he、uh, calls. The third quote that I love is something my my dad said years ago when I was just when I was but a lad. I was about four, and he was introducing me to someone. And he said, "This is my son Lee. He's a treasure. Someone should bury him." <laughs> Nice. Nice. I love your, I love your dad already. That's a fantastic quote.、Oh、my God. Bury him. Yeah. Someone、uh, should bury him. Like I've heard that about. Like you know, I like my some people. Like I like my tea in a bag underwater. 
So, <laughs> <laughs> it reminds me of that. So it's yeah. My new favorite, my new favorite quote. Yeah. yeah, because it sounds like it's going in a positive direction. Oh, he's yeah. a treasure. Yeah, no. <laughs> what is your favorite movie? I have a list of my favorite movies on my phone, but I would say one of my favorite movies is uh, Taika Waititi's uh, Hunt for the Wilder People with Sam Neill, I think is just, it is one of the funniest films I've ever seen. It is heart-wrenching, it is shocking, it is... It's um, everything. Sorry, I'm, it's beautiful. You've seen I it? love that movie so <laughs> much. Great? Oh, what does he say? He's like, this is my best friend. I named him Tupac. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who's Tupac? Oh, he's a rapper. He's one of my best friends. <laughs> well, might I say, incredible accent. Thank um, you. <laughs> the New Zealand reviewers. Um, yeah, we just lost all of them with that. 97 <laughs> on Rotten Tomatoes. It holds okay. up. Oh, the, it's uh, a fantastic movie. I, re- I really think there's a beautiful scene in the kitchen, and I just think it's the it's the culmination of the entire heart of the film. You've got Ricky Baker, this sort of unwanted kid, sitting at one end of the table. You've got grumpy curmudgeon Sam Neill at the other, and in the middle you've got um, the woman who is so affectionate and loving to Ricky and wanted to adopt him. And she, it's his birthday, and she plays on this tiny little electric piano, and she just hits it with her fingers, and it's quiet except for her going, bah, 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 Ricky Baker, you are 16 years old, and just yes. like this sad little, it's, it's beautiful. I think it's, it's beautiful. Oh. Ricky Baker. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. And it makes me do this horrible accent that everyone's going to be upset about. We're going to be canceled, oh, Red. And I, I recommend everybody go and see, uh, well, go and see, I mean, find it somewhere to watch it. Um, the Adams Family and the Adams Family Values with Angelica Houston as Morticia and Christina Ricci as Wednesday Adams. Yeah. I was watching Lloyd it yesterday. Is, um, <laughs> as Uncle Festa. You were watching it yesterday? I was watching it yesterday or two days ago when I was in Utah. Hilarious. The Adams Family is. Hilarious, but the Adams Family Values with Joan Cusack as Vesta's wife is, I cry laughing every time I see it. Mm-hmm. I think a it's plus. just, Jean, every single line is a joke. That's probably one of her best roles, in all honesty. Just like, yes. that, sorry, that is... Deb, no, whatever it was. <laughs> just... No Barbie dream house this year. Oh, she just goes, but it's so well done. And also probably one of Tony Shalhoub's best performances as the sailor in the bar. Tony. Who, <laughs> while she's waiting for the house to blow up. That's Tony Shalhoub? <laughs> That's Tony Shalhoub. Ah, I rewatch it. Yeah, wow. Okay, I'll, yep. I'll re- I have to rewatch it. It's, rewatch it's it because it's the smallest part. And he's like, oh, don't leave. And I'm like, what accent is he doing? As someone who's <laughs> terrible at them. And he's, you're good, yeah. Brad, you're good. Yeah, yeah. Well, but anyway. Normally we have Kelly ask this question because she's the karaoke queen, but what is your favorite karaoke song or go-to song? My favorite karaoke song, I really like Friend Like Me from Aladdin, I think is great. I also quite enjoy, it's very rare to be able to find it at certain karaoke joints because it's it's from Tim Minchin's Matilda musical, but there is a song by the Trunchbull called The Smell of Rebellion, which is just, it's like, it's also too long to be a karaoke song. It's about eight minutes, twisted, and then she screams at someone at the end. Like it's too, it should never be a karaoke no, song. No, absolutely <laughs> not. I'm very good at it. 
So well, you should come to Karaoke League or join, like I've been telling I you. I can't go to Karaoke League, Kelly, because they don't have the smell of rebellion from Timothy. I, they do all those things. They have all those songs. You can have Queen on there. They can have this song itself, come on. Like, given you the length of it. Join the League, League. Come with me. I tried to get on the League, but the app didn't let me in. Okay, <laughs> I'm sure. I get that joke. <laughs> I get it too. You married people don't know what oh, we go through. I, under, I was on it back in the day, back in my day. How did you get on the lead? I don't know. <laughs> Kelly, you dressed up for Halloween as a, a runaway bride. I was a runaway bride and he was That's... Fabio when he got hit by a goose on a roller coaster. <laughs> That's what he was? That's apparently a thing that- That was a meme for a while. Oh, okay, well. Blood all over before... his face. Before memes were a thing, this was pretty much like a meme of just his face, like just broken. Because yeah, he was on a roller coaster, hit a bird with his face because he was just, you know, collision. As he did. Right. And I don't know if all the blood is his or the birds too, but yeah, it's just. Have you guys ever run over an animal? Yes. What have you run over it? A bird and the feathers just behind my car. I try. I thought it was gonna. It was in the middle of the highway, and I was the only car coming down. And I tried to move, and the bird moved too. <laughs> Kelly, have you ever hidden innocent? Uh, I'm a vegetarian. Oh. I love animals. No, that's never. We're not saying intentionally. I'm sorry. Have did you, you think I? <laughs> have you leave? Have you run over? Well, if I not not alive animal. I was driving home one night, and there was. It was very very dark. And there was a car pulled off to the side of the road quite, it, it, you could tell it had just happened. And I looked and I turned, it was an empty freeway and I looked to see what had happened and my car went doom, and just like flew into the air and slammed back on the ground. And I got home, I like swerved, I almost crashed and I get home and I was like, everything's, it's like 2 a.m. And I was like, everything's fine, everything's fine. And I go inside, this is in Australia, I go inside and then the next morning I hear, Lee, wake up. And I and my dad throws the door open, and you hear my mum screaming downstairs, going, "There's blood everywhere!" <laughs> and I went, "What's happening?" And my dad goes, "I was on the way to Sydney this morning, and I saw one of the largest deers I've ever seen in the middle of the freeway. Did you kill that deer?" Um, and as it turns out, no, I did not. But it did become my speed hump. And, oh my God. Uh, yes, it was all over the front grill of the car. Much to mother and dad's chagrin. Brett, we need to we need to put this on the the question list for good. Like, have you run over an animal? <laughs> yeah, who knew? Sorry, I've de I've derailed the entire evening. I'm so it's sorry. fine. I don't even know who's asking what. Oh, what's your favorite compliment you've ever received or like to give? My favorite compliment I've ever received. Well, the best compliment I got. I figured out what it is. I don't want it, I don't want anything like sweet. Yuck. The best compliment I got, I was on an episode of Conan O'Brien where I was in, the, I was a plant in the audience and I went down and I screamed at him and he and I yelled at each other and then I shut myself in a locker. Uh, it was all about bullying or something and him hating nerds, but it was a really lovely time. And after the, after that, I go backstage and I'm, I'm redressed and I've got my bag and I'm just saying goodbye to a few people. And this hand grabs my shoulder and goes, man, you're really fucking funny. And I went, huh. And he spun me around, like, like, duh. And I, I turned and I was like, huh. And he was like, man, you're really fucking funny. And I was like, oh, thank you. And he goes, no, I fucking mean it. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, thank you so much. It was Kevin Bacon. 
Instead of six degrees, you... It's one second yep. from Kevin just Bacon. My just my close personal friend, Kevin Bacon. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Isn't that nice of him? Slightly terrifying because, you know, you probably should never put your hands on someone without, you know, and the fact that he did it behind you first and then and then to be face to face with Kevin Bacon is just that's kind of shocking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, this is not what I was expecting. But it was it was lovely. It was very nice of him. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Alright, that's on the tombstone. You're really yeah. fucking funny, Kevin Bacon. Wow. That's all yeah. That's all you for. need, honestly. Okay, go on. <laughs> Next. What is your favorite book? My favorite book, when I was about twenty three, I I had a goal of reading um, one book a, a month. Um, and I, for my birthday that year, I asked everyone to please lend me or buy me a copy of their favorite book so I could like get to know them a little bit better. The book that was given to me by the wonderful director and editor, Gena Friedman, was a book by Blake Crouch called Dark Matter. And I, I devoured that book. And in fact, I canceled plans with someone so I could keep reading the book. And then I was like, oh. Anyway, uh, so uh, <laughs> then the next day I was going somewhere and I took the book in the Uber and I had headphones in as I'm, I'm devouring this book and something quite shocking happens. And while I'm in the Uber, I went, ah, oh my God. And the guy was like, what happened? And I was like, the, the girl in the book. And uh, <laughs> I think that's why I was blocked from Uber. <laughs> I'm gonna read this. I'm looking that up, and that was in 2016, along with your favorite movie, Hunt for the Wilder People. That was yeah, a very big year for you, Lee. If, if you notice, if you notice it or not, 2016 was your year. It all went downhill. Wow. That's <laughs> oh, it's all downhill after that. That's good. I got you right after, so you had already reached your peak. Definitely downhill. No, I, I'm gonna read that. No, that's gonna go on my uh, queue. What is your favorite sub, or what was your favorite subject in school? Favorite subject in school? You're saying I don't look 18 anymore, Red? In fact, the, today was the, I'd say the worst day of my life. I went to the, in, in history it's the worst day of my life. I went to the grocery store and I purchased some wine. The man didn't card me, and so I punched him. Um, and the, the police went, rightly so. So, right. And then you call them a cunt, and then they are. I them. did. I did. <laughs> I knew I'd seen you earlier today, Rick. I know. It was crazy. I just was over there with the popcorn, like. <laughs> <laughs> what was the question? What have I done? About uh, school. Going back to school. Favorite subject. <laughs> My favorite subject in school. Oh, drama, for sure. Uh, My favorite uh, subject. In, it was the only subject in school that I, well, I, no, I got high marks for a lot of my subjects in school, but that was the only one I cared about. When I opened up all my results, I was like, ah, very good. <laughs> What's your favorite season? Winter. I love right. the cold. I love it. I hate like, the heat. <laughs> I mean, the hot strike summer was very rough on you. I will that say. Was a, that was very uncomfortable. Sweating balls outside of Disney. Oh, don't be so crass. <laughs> it was hot. It's, it was uh, awful. Yeah. I'm it sorry. Was... You said she's being crass. Were we not talking farts earlier? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That was talking ass, not crass. My bad. Thank you. Yes, exactly. <laughs> my bad. My bad. Favorite smell? Nail polish and gasoline. Okay. No more explanation needed. Nope. What is your favorite holiday? Christmas. I love Christmas so much. I think it's so important, even though it's so cheesy. I the spirit love it. of Christmas and, oh, and romance. I, I, 
Oh, it's beautiful. Christmas and Christmas movies and uh, The Grinch. And it's just Christmas lights and there's magic in the air. People are being generous and sweet and kind to one another. Families have to get together and no one likes it. And that's why I love it. Oh, seeing relatives that you hate and then going up to cousins and whispering about the relatives you hate and then doing the same thing the next year. I think it's beautiful. It's bonding. I love it. It's cathartic. Yes. It sounds like so trauma my... therapy. It is, really. <laughs> it is. That's yeah. Christmas. The music, the trick. But I also think it's it's an entirely different experience in this country compared to Australia. Here, it's, I mean, it's very hallmark everywhere you look. And in Australia, it's, it's like they definitely do it with the, you know, big lights and inflatables and whatever. Decorations. They'd certainly deck the halls, but good God, it's hot. Because um, it's in <laughs> so, their so, tagline? Santa, yeah, uh, Christmas in Australia. Ho, ho, hot. Like, Santa is depicted wearing, like, Santa shorts um, and, like, a Hawaiian shirt. He's surfing and stuff like that. Uh, It's a traditional Christmas when uh, the air conditioner is on and you go out and swim and come back and just eat ham and complain about your family. It's really great. This is a Christmas. Yeah, it only took 40 minutes. I believe it's mine, and it's, what is your favorite outdoor activity? My favorite outdoor activity is at Christmas. I get to go outdoors and walk streets that have, like, like blocked off sections to do Christmas lights, and I love walking the streets and looking at that, yeah. and going to the Grove and hearing Frank Sinatra sing Jingle Bell. I think that's so uh, romantic. Like you write rom-coms or something. Yeah. You're such a romantic though. <laughs> I had no idea. Well, I'm single and alone, so I'm, I'm about as romantic as I can. Ah, I you. <laughs> it's fun, it's fun romantically through the grove, you know, with he's singing and the lights and stuff, and I'm just sobbing, drinking wine out of a paper bag. You're Christmas describing food. my Wednesday. What are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> so, what is your favorite kind of gift? Speaking of Christmas and all that. Oh, a specific gift. For that particular person, rather than a you know box of chocolates and a bottle of wine, that's that's lovely and all well and good. I like a gift that you've put some thought into. One of the best gifts I think I've ever give, given was I was dating. Uh, it was my first girlfriend. We dated for three years, and she loved the movie Anastasia. And this is before Amazon, even like we could order things off Amazon. It was the dark ages, pretty much. Mm. Um, and in Anastasia, there's a music box that she has that sort of reminds her of the past and guides her home to Paris to her, to her grandma. There's a whole song about it. <laughs> there is, in fact, would you, would you believe it? And I found online a music store in San Francisco that created this. And so I called and I paid an exorbitant amount of money, plus shipping, like back then it was not as simple as like 10 bucks and then ship it over. It was was almost double the price of the actual um, music box, the shipping. So it was horrible. I also had no tracking number. Like I could have just set fire to a few hundred dollars, but I got it and she she opened it. She was incredibly surprised and it it brought some uh, tears to her eyes. And she loved, and I, yeah, I was really, proud of that and aside from that just give me cash yeah right. yeah <laughs> it's just i'll cash. buy whatever i want yeah that's more like it that's what i want yeah the last question what is your favorite thing about yourself lee scott Pimson? too much to pick from <laughs> favorite thing about myself i can't think of the thing i don't like 
That's lovely, honestly. It's tough to improve upon perfection. It's coming. Why did I somehow know that was coming? Lee, yes, yes, well set up. Thank you very much. Thank you, you are perfection. perfection. I very think about myself. I mean, how many times do you ask guests this and they answer in the physical? They never do. They, they never answer physical? Well, no, considering always... we've only had two, I mean. So yeah, I guess wow. you're the third, very so good. yeah. Well, what have your answers been? It's probably her honesty that she loves most. My honesty! There we go. I'm Someone's honest. Someone's gonna love it, Red. I'm uh, honest. Yes. And what about you, Red? What's your favorite thing about yourself? I think it's honestly my ability to find the humor in just about anything. Because yes. even when shit hits the fan, I will find some way to make a joke about it. She and does. Yeah, it helps with the resiliency. Some people would say that's it. Like, no, no, finding the humor in that is... People say resilience a lot. Yeah, yeah. that's definitely a good one. Mm. Yeah. That's that's a both terrific answers and frightening. <laughs> and I like the <laughs> And there you go. That's your answer, Lee. We answered for you. Perfect. Thank you for being on my podcast. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. Bye. Please, so that guys. is our not so rapid rapid fire question because um, yeah, it tends yeah, I... to be a little bit more of like no, some kind stories. of thing. But, but now we get to do long form stories with you, Lee Scott, because I found you in 2017 somehow at a table read for your movie for Australia. Speaking of Christmas and movies in Australia, is that correct? Were you at that table read for Christmas? I was at that table read. read with Bree. Shout out to you, Bree and Why Eric. Why were you there? <laughs> so I met you that way, and then we yeah. did a lovely project called Lee and Bree together, and then we moved on to our, our rom-coms together, and here we yes. are, how many years later, six years later, through ups Too and downs many. in this industry, and your resilience and your talent, I guess you have some talent, uh, always shines through. Lee Scott, I don't know much about you is what I'm saying, because we met here, but you have a whole life before this. You're adopted, you're from Australia, you've been here for a decade. What does your life story go? You know, easy enough. <laughs> Look at Red's face. Some people like the foreplay. <laughs> no, not Lee. I know Lee. I trust him. He improvs. He knows comedy. He knows a story. You don't know me that well that I don't like foreplay. All right? Fine, Lee. Let's do some foreplay. I love foreplay. Lee, tell me. Tell Red, me where we go. I am so sorry. <laughs> No, this is this is a very exciting time for me to see this brand new side. But going back though, I am very curious about so because when you were talking about the whole adoption and everything like that, so yes, were like were you told right as you were young that you were, or was it something that you found out later, or like how was that all? Um, I remember I remember it super clearly. The exact moment I found out I was adopted. I was, was you were buried as the treasure. <laughs> yes, and I was like, please, no more dirt. I can hardly breathe. Uh, um, my first mother, it was prom night, and she dropped me in a dumpster somewhere. No, uh, I, um, uh, luckily, my parents, linen market dumpster divers, they found me and some bread. Um, That's beautiful. Isn't that nice? They were looking for the bread, but they brought you too. It was just a bonus. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we call this a slice of life journey. Huh? <sighs> Huh? Kelly? Goodbye. You get it? Goodbye. Goodbye. Kelly? Mark is pitching it now or picking Whoa. up. <laughs> I got to throw up. Um, I found out I was adopted when I was super young. I was like, it was between three and four. It's okay. one of my earliest memories. I spoke really early. I was reading really early. I, I peaked very early as a child. I was very clever and then I plateaued for the next 20 years. <laughs> 
But very, very young. I was watching, it might have been Sesame Street. It was some program on TV. I was standing in the front room and the word adopted was on television. My mum was sitting at the dining table across the across the way and I said, mum, what's adopted mean? And she looked up, white as a ghost. And she goes, the adopted means when a mum and dad can't love a baby enough, they go to a new mum and dad who can love them enough. And I went, oh, okay. And she goes, um, by the way, uh, you're adopted. And I went, okay. And, oh. then <laughs> and that was it. So I knew, I knew my whole life. Um, but I, I really, I don't know how I'd react if I found out now, but I, I don't think I'd believe it if I found out now because mom and dad and I, we look pretty similar. Oh, really? Yeah. It's very weird. I was going to say, so was it a local adoption in that it was like from in Australia in that sense? Um, yeah. My, okay. my parents had two children, blood related children who were quite a bit senior than me. And then they started fostering kids. So they'd be a temporary home for a couple weeks or whatever. And in fact, they were on, they're on the news at some point being like, look at this lovely family. And wow. then, and then my mom was like, I've had enough. I've had too many kids. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> and then they ushered them out the door through that loaf of bread that they found at the children, forced them onto the street. And then the agency called mum and dad and said, "You, we've got a new one. Please take him. And mum and dad were like, absolutely not. We don't want him. And they were like, please just take him. Like he needs, he needs someone like immediately. And mum was like, fine, bring him in. And then I was taken to the house and I was about a month old, week, three weeks old, a month old. And I was there and, and then mum and dad were like, oh, we'll just, I guess we'll just keep him. And that was it. It was pretty, they were like, this'll do. This is, he's so wow. little. He fits anywhere. You were cute. You were <laughs> I took up no space. Oh, I wasn't cute. God. Oh, you weren't cute. Oh, I, I screamed the house down, mum and dad. Um, in fact, I found out, which is why I'm in therapy now, um, they had a nickname for me when I was a baby. My mum and dad took great, well, my dad took great delight in telling me this nickname just at the age where it was still super uncomfortable to hear and I will remember it forever because I cried so much as a kid. Mum and dad called me the little condom because I prevented any good sex from happening. Dying. Isn't that sweet? Dying. Oh, Isn't that sweet? And you found that out the same day as you found out what adoption is. That's so sweet. I, <laughs> yeah, it was their way of trauma dumping. Right. Oh and, you know, rip the Band-Aid off super quick. <laughs> you got it. Yes. Where did the love of drama come from? What was your mom and dad in the theater, in the arts? No one was. My dad worked at the Steelworks and my mom was a, a cook at a bunch of universities and stuff. They huh. really don't know where it came from, except one day I was walking around the house um, and, and mom was sitting at the kitchen table with her friend Debbie and they were chatting. And uh, I went up and I said, look what I can do. And Debbie went, what? And I said, I can do opera. And then I sang the ABCs in a very ABC. It's very operatic fashion. <laughs> and then mum rolled her eyes. Debbie laughed. And with a cup of tea, she she laughed and she sort of looked in the cup of tea. And she looked at mum and she goes, you've got to get him into drama classes. You've just got to. He's too weird to do anything else. <laughs> So the delivery good. is key with the, yes. you know, with saying that last bit into the yeah. glass. Into the tea, yes. <laughs> into the good tea. things. You were obviously enrolled soon after in an every community play and theater. I was enrolled like the next week in the local theater, Rue Theater in Shell Harbor. And it was 
was great. I went to a performing arts high school. I went and did performance at university, which I dropped out of because it was terrible. Wait a minute. You dropped out of university. Why? You just didn't like it? Oh, because I, I signed up for what I believed was an acting course, but it was a performance course. And it was not, here's how to analyze text. Here are different like acting techniques, Meisner, Uta Hagen. It wasn't acting. Everyone's going to stand uh, in a spotlight on the stage while a pig is being beheaded on the screen behind you. And one of you's in a wedding dress and one of you's like playing violin. And it's like a message in a black box theater. And I was like, the only people who like this are the people that are also in this course. And this is not entertainment. This is not a business. It's just a waste of time. So you were 18 probably, and you were already over it. I was 18. I stayed in it for a year and I went this. In fact, they said, you must commit to this course. You must not do any acting outside of this. And I went, oh, guys, I got a sore tummy. I can't be here this week. Meanwhile, I'm in a musical in Sydney of Beauty and the Beast, (laughs) and I, which I told the people in the class. I was like, guys, come see me in Beauty and the Beast. And they were like, you shouldn't be doing that. And I was like, Bitch, what experience are you getting here? You absolute yeah. twits. Um, <laughs> yeah, waste of time. Waste. Of are time. they still there? And you're here, right? Trapped I in mean, the black box. Yeah, they're trapped. <laughs> I mean, I, wait, what city were you at at the time? Where did Wollongong. you go? Wollongong. It's called Wollongong. Okay. Like a gong made of wool. Uh, south of Sydney. This is where I grew up in Wollongong. Okay. Okay. So, are they? Did any of them make it big? Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. We'll have Emmys now. Yeah, okay. So, so <laughs> you probably... One, one, one of them is now making theatre. He's a theatre mate. His name's Solomon Thomas. He's he's very good. He's doing a lot of stuff he's committed to. He loves it. And I think I think it's like at a mainstream level now, which I I hope... I don't know what anyone else is doing. I don't think anyone else is doing anything. No, except for you. Except for you, except for me. Famous which actor. Went in... Uh, graduating year of high school at the end of year celebrations there were awards given out and one of them was most likely to be famous and i stood right up ready to accept my award but the popular girl andrea read it out and she goes most likely to be famous james chapman and everyone was like yeah and i was like oh and i was like, oh. Is he famous? Dare you. Meanwhile, I had been on television multiple times. I'd been in a bunch of theater. I'd been traveling to and from America. But no, James won the award. You were already famous. You were disqualified. That's That's true. Hey, I love this reframing. My (laughs) parents would love this conversation. That's what Red does. Red Red does it. Red's the best. She has helps. Good. Yes, doesn't it? Wait, is he famous now? I need to know. Did that guy you know, come? Okay. James Chapman and I unfortunately had a falling out in high school. Um, lovely boy, very funny. And then okay. I, I, being a, you know, 13-year-old with no sense of emotional intelligence, I said something fairly rude to him one day, to which I think about with regularity and I regret to this very day. But ah. yeah, yeah, pretty good. Pretty good. Okay. Uh, ah, yeah, trauma. Pretty- you're here again, I see. Yay, you're back. <laughs> Old Welcome friend. back. Welcome back. <laughs> Didn't Jessa. go far. Yeah. Yes. Oh, but, God. Yes, anyway. Yes, sorry. Proceed. But you were traveling and you were already making trips to the U.S. So how and when, tell us about the move. You moved from Australia to L.A.? And how old? How did that happen? How did the cards fall into place? Red is moving to Canada. Help Red out. How did you do it? Did you know it's anybody? Not quite a, it's not quite as far. I wouldn't say it's quite. I'm not leaving the continent, All right. mind you. Yeah, Red then didn't drive. Lee did a big thing. Yeah. Lee did a big 
big thing. That's a big change It's a change big thing to you. leave the country, but it's another yeah. thing to leave a continent, continent. to go. <laughs> Across the, country, the, the, world. the world. So, Red, yeah, what? When How? <laughs> when are you moving to Canada? In three weeks. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm a dual citizen, so. Oh. And I'm, yeah. So, I'm leaving to go basically back i haven't been there since i well haven't lived there since i was like five and that's typically the look of a canadian as though you styled yourself perfectly yes um yeah and then (laughs) Uh oh it's about time we're in the house eh Uh, (laughs) some tim bits okay i love tim Hortons. how dare you but um no so i'm going to go study uh makeup and special effects that's terrific i'm so excited where are you studying uh, CMU, it's like their version of mud. Um, the, the Toronto. CMU oh. made more sense. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> great. Yeah. great. That's yeah. so exciting. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm very excited about it. But obviously it was, um, I've been trying to figure this out for a long time and finally making a go of it. But that was the thing. I'm curious about if that was similar for you, where it's like, at what point do you stop just visiting and do you go, I'm going to make a go of this? Because I've been going back and forth to Toronto growing up my whole life and I love it there but I never found the way to actually go and see if I could stay and now mm. this is happening and it's yeah. terrifying but also really exciting um, it's so exciting it sounds like yeah. you were sort of trapped for a little bit in like analysis paralysis like where oh what do, what do I do where do I go how do uh, I do it um what, do I do what, was, the, what was the final <laughs> thing that made the choice Honestly, uh, this is going to get real, real quick. Uh, Just very so unhappy. And it was like, if there's one thing I would regret not doing, Mm. if it all continues to be this shitty, what am I like? What would I regret? And the two things were not learning more about how I could use like the skills I have Mm -hmm. towards something that could help other people. And then I know that sounds like I know it's makeup. I know that's not the same as like still being a doctor, yeah. but you know, it's like, I'm not saving lives here, but there is something that I find very therapeutic about makeup and seeing yourself in a different way. Yeah. And then the other thing was, I always wanted to at least try living in Canada again, because there was something that just always kind of, it sounds strange. And my siblings are even like, why? Like, (laughs) because we're all from there and there none yeah. of them have that same drive to kind of go back and but there was always something my mom said I was like the only kid who was like I don't want to leave and I've just always been like oh and I'm Canadian and people are like you don't need to say that yep. <laughs> like <laughs> so proud I must yeah, tell people but Damn like it. it was just this thing and so I thought you know at least let my let me give myself that go and if it mm. all goes to shit again i can either stay where it's guaranteed shittiness and not feeling great and all this or i could take a chance and maybe i'll be happier or maybe i won't but guaranteed unhappiness versus potential happiness yeah let's go for that (laughs) do you think historically you've you've um been risk averse or do you think you take you take chances oh i take chances uh kelly knows uh (laughs) yes she does that's what she's known for i'm a take a big swing kind of person uh, oh great where, then yeah i live so exciting yeah no it is it's just there's always that little bit of like hesitation before you make a big change where it's like oh right this is real and yeah. your brain is like oh okay so change 
I love this. No, it never says that. It's always like, yeah. but this is familiar. Stay with what's Ooh, familiar. Go, go. What if right. you miss something? Right. Are you going to miss something because you leave or are you going to miss out on something because you didn't go? Yeah. yeah. So no yeah. matter what, you're going to have FOMO. So <laughs> is that what happened awesome. with Dooley? Like, is that what made the move? Well, yeah, I, never moved, I never moved to Canada, so I don't know. <laughs> Hardy har. Har, nice. har, har, har. How did you get to, to the United States? Well, because again, what? what makes the big decision for you? Like, what was the thing that finally was like, okay, I'm going to go and stay? I always wanted to move here. Every single one of those trips was just to make more connections and meet new people. So when I came over here, I had some base i met casting directors through workshops and a whole bunch of stuff like that but my whole life i wanted to move to america every every day i wanted to move to los angeles and be an actor and i wrote it down i was like this is where i will live and i wish i wrote down in a mansion but uh, <laughs> forgot but that it's like yeah. I, I want to live in los angeles it's shiny it's pretty it's loud um and now i'm here i realize it's just loud the, the thing that made the determining factor was I had friends that were over here and they hadn't done anything massive. They weren't in like a Marvel film or something, but they'd moved here and I went, well, shit, it's attainable. They did it and they're actors and I'm an actor and that's what I'm going to go do. And when I was in Australia, I did a bunch of commercials and stuff. But back then the pandemic was very changing for the industry in Australia. It, it that's where now a bunch of international projects get done. American things film in Australia all the time and whatever. But pretty much prior to that, it was the Australian soap operas. We home and away. And that's all like a six foot four jacked surfer. And I know you guys see that in me, but yes, I, I you know, look too similar to the that's, other guys. Yeah, too um, could you please put your shirt back on? Yeah, I wish I could. But my abs Taste. rip it off. <laughs> he goes through a t-shirt every two hours. He just did the slow-mo with the hair, guys. You missed Yeah, it. watch Ooh. the birds. You'll end up yeah. like Fabio. Careful. <laughs> uh, it's warm in here. Uh, the, the acting industry in Australia was tiny. I was in a bunch of commercials, which I was so thankful for. Um, I was a Viking and a mechanic and like I was a, a nerd about 45 times and I was on a penny farthing at some point. Like it was very silly and I was having a great time, but I wasn't fulfilled as an actor. Um, and then that that was the choice. I, I got my O1 visa and the day I got my O1 visa, I, I was thinking about this the other day what the happiest moment in my life was. And I think that was it. The, the morning I woke up, and I rolled over, I looked at my phone and it said it was from Kate Rayner and Associates, this immigration lawyer who's been very good to me. And she said, uh, dearly, congratulations on the approval of your O-1 visa. And I just remember my heart exploding out of my chest and screaming with tears and running downstairs, like taking like a flight at a time. And my parents had friends over and I, I almost cracked. My mom was on the other side of the table and she was like, what's wrong? And I just about crash tackled my father and I start <laughs> sobbing. And I, they're like, what's wrong? What's happened? My mom is like, oh, who died? And I just like managed to like trembling hand, hold up my phone. And my dad reads out loud to everyone, dearly, congratulations on your approval to your O-1 visa. And then I went, 
I just realized I'm still in my pajamas. And then I went back. <laughs> it was very exciting. Oh, what a scene was... I must have made. And that was 10 that... years ago. I was going to say, years... so that was 2013 you moved here? Yeah, my 10th year will be April 15th next year. That'll be my anniversary of moving here. I moved straight from my childhood bedroom to a mattress on the floor in a bedroom in West Hollywood. The dream. Uh, the classic the dream. LA dream. You're doing dream. it right. You're yeah. doing it right. Yeah. Oh my you God. You got a mattress, Lucky. Yeah, yeah. mattress Ouch. is better. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Look, based on the state of the mattress, it should have been a couch. It would have been better. Yeah. So scary you're place. here. In 2014 then, and so auditioning, making friends, uh, finding your way, or are you like put off by the LA culture? Any customs you were like, what the hell? Like, how was the assimilation into well, was, LA life? I've been here a few times, so I sort of knew some things. But, you know, over the years, the, the shine grinds away a little bit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But... From that sort of glossy-eyed um, facade, you're like, you fall in love with the actual place. Like, the the more the shine came off Los Angeles, it sort of crossed neatly with my love of the city. Um, mm-hmm. And so I went, I did um, a bunch of improv classes. I made some friends at improv classes that I still talk to to this day. Uh, I went to Leslie Kahn, um, which is a, a comedy acting school. That was fun. Um, and I got a... I got a job uh, as the office admin assistant at the Women's Club of Hollywood. Uh, mm, I that's when I met you. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah, it was a treat. It wasn't what I expected, but it's, you know, it's great. I love LA. Hey, it helped you while you were making your projects happen and your bad. movies. Yeah. So what are and some of these projects that you've been, have worked on, you've had a are lot. working on? Voiceover, acting, writing, brag a little, Lee. My God, you're somewhat talented. I, I guess you're a little I talented. Can't do such Ooh, a thing. you actually a got a compliment. A maybe out of Kelly. a little compliment. I'm so I'm more uncomfortable now than I was. I know exactly. That's <laughs> what I'm saying, Red. That's yeah. our relationship. Frightening. Um, brag to us. I had the um, undeniable pleasure of being on Conan O'Brien for a couple of years, mm. showing up on multiple sketches and. Then I'd, I'd see him at a, a friend of mine, Jared, his cousin, it was a bat mitzvah. And my good God, that place was celebrity riddled. And Conan was there. And I was like, hello, Conan. Hello again. And he bent down to me. And it was like the scene in The Simpsons where um, there's the clown that sort of hovers down on on Homer or Maggie or something. And it's horrifying. Yeah. That's what yeah. it's like with Conan O'Brien. <laughs> you can imagine he is How ridiculously tall. Yes, yeah. Yeah, but he, oh my god, he was so welcoming and, and professional and lovely. Um, That's what amazing. else have I done? Did a bunch oh. of stuff on Nickelodeon. I've got a, a show I'm in that's coming out next year, so I can't talk about it yet. It hasn't even been announced. Um, but I I can say without breaking any NDA that I'm. I, I am an Australian in it. So you get to hear me ah. as an Australian in a series, which is very funny. I keep I keep playing English people and Australian people. There's a show on Hulu called Koala Man where I play like a, a parody of the Wiggles. I play Red Tiggle and he's a, <laughs> a little bit of a scary guy um, and he just likes eating children. Uh, he's <laughs> lovely. And that, that show was created um, by the incredible Michael Cusack 
um, who created uh, YOLO Crystal Fantasy on Adult Swim and Smiling Friends and a um, whole bunch of lovely stuff. This guy and I went to high school together. And so we we were a year apart. And then when he came out to LA, he was like, I don't know anyone. Do you want to hang out? And I was like, we've said three words to each other in history. Of course yeah. I want to spend four days with you. <laughs> That's how it works in LA, yeah. Right. <laughs> and we just had the gay old time. He's a lovely man. And nepotistically, he put me in Koala Man. And it was it was fantastic. I had, a, I had a great time. So go to Hulu and watch Koala Man. Only watch episode five. Forget okay. the rest. Okay. Yeah. Um, and then I've been a bunch of Harry Potter video games. I play a bunch of wizards and what have you and... In this big one that just came out, Hogwarts Legacy, I think, because there's mystery in Hogwarts and there's Hogwarts Legacy. I don't know which one, but the most recent one, I was a mocap character. I was a couple of like little youthful wizards. So, <laughs> yeah, look out for youthful wizards in one of those two games. And that's me. <laughs> and the two movies you wrote for me. That's and... right. I did. I did write three movies. Two got made. Movie. One will never get made. But. <laughs> But yes, one is they were a, very good. Two romantic comedies and one is a Christmas romantic comedy, and I I loved it. What are their names? I don't know, Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> one is called Star-Crossed but, Romance, and is it? Yes, that was your Playing House one. If you oh recall. yeah, that, it was actually called Playing House, which is and a great it was name called Star-Crossed Romance, and then yeah. the second one you just post yesterday. It was originally called movie. Swipe Right for Christmas, which is about this yeah. woman who's like, I don't want love, and then she's she meets someone on a dating app, and she's I hate him, and then they end up meeting in real life, and she's like, Oh crap, now I love him, and then they, <laughs> and that's that's the film pretty it's, pretty deep stuff it's if you're good. Able to. I was about to say no. it sounds like hallmark yes it's like, good you know, it's really sweet i watched a couple of scenes from it they did a, a really you should watch your whole movie lee my god the whole thing it's called take a chance at christmas take and you can christmas. see it on zumo's xumo.com everyone's favorite app to watch <laughs> full feature films on. oh zumo. oh zumo's gosh yeah Duh. Obviously. Oh my god! Oh, I've got a Zumo original. Oh. <laughs> hey, you had an Up TV original with the other one. So. That's true. That hey. was great. And then I and had you a, wrote a movie, Lee. Come on, that's, that's exciting. It's very exciting. I, you wrote I movies. It. I, think it's, I think it's incredibly sweet. I I feel very yeah. lucky to have had them. And then I had a Christmas movie called Christmas Down Under, which was on Ion. Um, mm-hmm. That was a couple See. years ago. That premiered, Jesus, ten years after it was written. Um, it just took so long for, I don't know why actually, but it was fun. The industry. Production. That's brutal. You're killing it, Lee. So it paid off. I mean, we're talking about going from, you know, being told like rather with a little bit of attitude of you should be put into the drama school, like, you know, that sort of thing. (laughs) So now you're able to, you know, actually make a happy kind of living of you know doing things that you enjoy which it sounds like you know the writing the acting the voice acting the i mean sounds like just like creativity uh as much as you can which is really cool i mean there are some people who are like that sounds like 
there are people who do not seem to enjoy being more of the creative realm. They're like, but what do you do? And it's like, yeah. what don't I do? <laughs> exactly. That's late. Yeah, let me He's unroll a... the scrolls. Yeah, yeah. Multi-hyphenate. Yeah. yeah. You're multi-hyphenate. And so are you, Red. So it's like... You two oh, are a match made in heaven. Well, so are, so are you, Kelly. Why, well, like, thank, thank you. A bunch of multi-hyphenates walk into a bar. <laughs> and <laughs> come out with a comma. Bar dash pub dash. <laughs> RSL dash house pub. <laughs> so I guess, Lee, we'll end on, do, do you have any words of advice for creatives, aspiring creatives, people who are scared to like, I don't know, make the leap like across a continent? Like any I mean, words not of only advice? a continent, but even just make making a change to being like, I want to pursue this. I'm going yeah. to, you know, and maybe it's not their norm. And we all know creativity is uh, a bit of a struggle bus because yeah. like, you know, yeah. as everybody knows, we, I mean, the industry itself has had some issues, but also just in general, that's always been, they always talk about starving artists and things like that, but there's a passion yeah. there. So yeah. what do you have to say to people who, you know, maybe are intimidated to make that leap and make that change to pursue their passion? Um, I think if you don't do it, you'll die. I think <laughs> if you don't do it, your insides will rot and you will be so sad you'll just drop dead. Um, also, if you don't do it, someone else is going to. And what something I've, I've re-harnessed recently um years ago back in australia when i was 20 actually 19 something like that i wrote a musical because i wanted to and i went this will be so funny and i put in this two-hour musical jokes that i thought were hilarious and that's all i cared about people were like what if the audience doesn't like this and this and this i was like i don't care i like it and I ran by the rule that if I like it, there are billions of people on earth, someone else will. And all I want is like to make me laugh and then someone else will laugh. I don't know who that other person is, but someone will. The point is I was making myself happy. Um, and I, I suppose there was a bit of ignorance in that back then, just pleasant, blissful ignorance of going, well, I don't care what other people think. It's just me. I'm just, I'm just doing this stuff and I'm going to get my friends i'm gonna get uh my my talented friend evan kurt to write all the music and i'll force him into it it'll be funny we'll stick <laughs> together props and costumes with duct tape and we did and i i i must apologize to everyone in the cast we did the show twice i'm sorry i was a controlling bastard but i was <laughs> i thought was funny but actually let me grab one thing um <laughs> We're back. Point is, is broken. Um, keep that in. Let's keep it. We're keeping that. It's not broken. It's fine. It just is in half. But the, for for a very long time, I was when I moved to Los Angeles. I my my sense of uh, sort of self self worth in regards to being a creative was took a few punches over the ten years. And I'm only now harnessing back that blissful ignorance I had, where like. I'm going to make myself happy. This is what I want to do. And also that has an immense amount of worth. I think creative people are always like the people who 
write the thing, the people who act the thing, the people who direct the thing, maybe not the people who direct the thing, but like writers and actors are often like, oh, you, you just little monkey type on the thing because like the producer says, this is what I want. And the, the person who has the connection says, this is what I demand. And, and people end up getting treated like employees and that's not very fulfilling. And so just keep writing stuff that makes you happy live in blissful ignorance and a book that i was recommended again by Gena friedman who i mentioned earlier today is a book by austin cleon called show your work and this is a, a very tiny book it takes about an hour to get through um i read it over three weeks uh but it is <laughs> full of inspiring moments that really helped reignite that reignite that ignorance and so i invite everyone to remain ignorant <laughs> um, because if gosh, nothing it, else to be taken from yes. famous actor Lee Scott, it's remain yeah. ignorant. Exactly. <laughs> I actually I love you that. I, feel like I needed to hear that actually. Mm. Lee, you actually had good yeah. advice. Oh my god. Oh no. <laughs> I know. Oh no. That and it's on the me. record. We can't just pretend. It's recorded now for, for Damn posterity. It. You Damn actually it. have words of wisdom <laughs> worth hearing, Lee. Oh my god. Wow. Well, I well, don't. Means- this book. Cut yeah, okay, so I, it's none of you. Yes. I'm going to get that today, so thank you. Very good. It's like $8, and it's the best $8 yeah. I've ever spent. It's a treat. Well, Lee Scott, we did it. It was a long way. We got there. <laughs> uh, long walk off a short plank, this. Yeah. Well, we do appreciate you taking the time thank and you, hopping on and really hopping in right away. Where can people find you? The most podcasty question. Yeah. Where can people find me? Uh, yes, Lee Scott. 746 North. <laughs> <laughs> and your social security. Yeah. My um, people can find me on Instagram at Lee Joel Scott. And Lee is spelled like slay without the S. Um, L E I G H J O E L S E O T T. And that's it. Pretty much cross platform. You can find me wherever you want. But Instagram is where I post the most stuff. And I don't even post very much there. So no, you don't. good so luck. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Great. Well, we're looking forward Thanks. to seeing all the other stuff you're working on. And thank you again for taking the time hanging out in the chaos. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, of course. And just quick question before I go, who do I invoice yeah. for my time? Oh yeah, my God, um, you're your therapist. Uh, Bandit? Bandit? Bandit. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Uh, thanks guys for listening. See you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on I Love That For You. Our theme song is by Vaudeville and used with permission. Our cover art is by Jenny Lamb, edited to the best of our abilities by Kelly and Red. If you want us to spotlight someone, 
have questions, or just want to say hi, email us at I love that for you pod at gmail.com or join us on Instagram at I love that for you pod to join the love fest and see what else we get up to. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, basically wherever else you listen. We appreciate all your love, and if you want to help support the show, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts. This helps us spread the love and reach more people. Thanks for listening. We love you.